When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just a quick heads up before we start today's episode, I recently put together an in-depth guide to launching and growing a successful podcast. It's called The Top 10 Secrets to Creating a Rock Star Podcast. In it, I break down the top 10 things you should be worrying about to ensure your podcast does well and attracts the audience it deserves. If that sounds like something you want and you want to receive it for free, head over to toppodcastsecrets.com. That's www.toppodcastsecrets.com. In this episode, I sit down with Jeremy Ryan Slate to talk about PR, building a business, becoming a parent, and why you need to command your brand. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps Big Change. Another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I am here with Jeremy Ryan Slate. Now, Jeremy was on the show a while back. He was actually, I think, my first ever guest. Um, and we did a little experimental thing where he was spread out across three episodes or sort of telling the story of uh, his where he was at the time in his business, his uh, story with his mother. Uh, definitely check that episode out. It is, I believe, episode... It's in the 50s. 63. Uh, 63. This dude knows my show better than me. So check that episode out, those episodes. It, 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 fantastic dive into who Jeremy is. Uh, but... What I want to talk about today, uh, a few different topics, uh, we're going to sort of catch up on where his life is at and sort of talk about how he's changed since we last spoke. Uh, but before that, Jeremy, for those people who maybe are just being introduced to you, uh, give us just a tiny bit of background so we can better understand who you are and why we should care. So I am the host of the Create Your Own Life show where you interview people that are world class. I'm also the co-founder of Command Your Brand Media, where we help people build their brand on top-rated podcasts. I've been married for three years now. I have uh, two dogs and a uh, pig, which I don't think I had last time I was on your show, and uh, had our first child just about a month ago. So a lot of interesting things have have happened since the last time I appeared here. Yeah, and and I mean, you have your life has definitely uh, shifted quite a bit since we last spoke. Um, something I want to dive into here, and and this has always been a question of mine. There's a lot of people here listening that obviously they love podcasts and I do highly recommend that they check out your show, uh, Create Your Own Life. But whenever I hear someone say uh, they have a podcast interviewing people who are world-class, I always need to ask, 
why is that different? Like, what is it about your show? Why should we listen to your show for these world-class people as opposed to the 12 other shows who have world-class people? Like, what are you doing? You know, I wish I could really quantify that, man, but I feel like we get to some like deep level at where they are in their life, what they've done in their life. And for me, I, I guess it's a, a little bit of a background of me being a historian. So I look for certain things. I have, I have my master's in early Roman empire propaganda. Go figure that is a thing. Um, wow, okay. And I've also studied history for a long, long time. So I have a different kind of lens of looking at the world. So when people tend to tell me different things in their life, I don't take them for face value. I kind of go back and say, well, hold on, man, you just told me X, Y, Z, you know, what happened there? I, I tend to look for the, the insight that other people aren't looking for. Like I interviewed a, um, one of the top benefit auctioneers in the world. And I was like, okay, so when you're on stage and you're going, hum, 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 whatever, whatever it is auctioneer does, I, I go, you know, how, like what's going through your head? Like what's mm-hmm. going through your head at that moment when you're out there? And she goes, well, actually we're trained to do that, that pattern that you hear us doing without thinking that just kind of happens. But I'm looking at that person in the front row, where are her eyes going? That person in the back, how engaged are they? This guy over here looks like he wants to bid. How can I get him to bid? So I'm looking at these things that are way beyond face value. And I think it's mainly because I come at it as a researcher more than, um, you know, any other viewpoint. Absolutely love that answer. And and you can definitely hear that come through in some of your interviews. It, it, it's really interesting how deep you're able to take some of these guests um, so again, highly recommend that you guys go and, and give that a listen, but Jeremy, what, um, so in the last couple of years, I, I know that you, you are the founder of a company called command your brand. Uh, you work with, how would you describe it? We work with people that are already very successful at what they do, um, but they're looking for somebody to really help them with telling their story the right way, locate the right podcast for them, and then show them what to do with it. Because I think that's the biggest thing as well is people get on a podcast or they get a piece of media or, or an article or something, and then they just don't really know what to do with it. They wait mm-hmm. to be the effect of that piece when really we want to show them how to be effective with those pieces. So that's really the big thing that we're doing is we, we help them with their story, help them with their placements and then show them what to do with it. Because I think a lot of people aren't showing them, Hey, what do you do with this media piece now that you have it? And that's obviously an incredibly valuable uh, service to offer. Uh, Would you say that you've always been an entrepreneur? No, I was like the furthest thing from it, man. Like, like, well, here's the thing, I guess there's, there's two ways to answer that. There's, I had a newspaper route from the time I was 11 until I was 19, um, where I delivered 250 newspapers every single day. And I always won like every contest you could win. I had a perfect record for nine years. So I had all that stuff going for me, but it wasn't like I was like, Hey, I'm going to go out and start a business. You know what I mean? It wasn't really the intention for me. I went out and got my master's in, you know, ancient history. Like I talked about, I studied at new college, Oxford. I did a, did a program there. And then I went and taught, like I was a teacher, like, which I guess is the most standard thing you can do. So for me, like I never really intended to be an entrepreneur, but it was having a series of life changing events happen to me, realizing that what I was doing for me was at least kind of hollow. Do do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And the reason I ask is, uh, there are so many people listening. I, I see the DMs, I get the emails that are interested in entrepreneurship. They want to start something or maybe they have started and are building it, uh, but they maybe don't come from the traditional sort of 
entrepreneurship background. Like they weren't starting uh, lemonade stands when they were, to, when they were a kid. They weren't flipping, uh, I don't know, baseball cards or whatever it is. Um, so how did you make that, that switch? Because if you pay attention to, I guess, sort of rhetoric now, it almost makes it seem like, well, if you weren't born an entrepreneur, you can't be one. And we know that that's not true. So how did you make the switch? I, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I think it's a highly, highly learned activity. And I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I come from a background of both my parents were super blue collar. Like none of them, like I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. So I, first of all, right out of the box, didn't even have that option. Um, my dad was somebody that uh, was a was a pro ball player for a couple of years. He, he, he got up to double A and, uh, you know, just realized that it wasn't going to go any further. So he chose the career path over that started from the lowest place you can start possibly start in a company with only a high school education and worked his way up to, you know, upper management in the company he's currently in. So I've always seen that hard work ethic, but I've never really seen entrepreneurship as a thing. And I was first exposed to that when I was exposed to a, a network marketing opportunity, which I feel is a, is a way a lot of people start because it's something that's, you don't have to jump all the way into it, kind of gives you that ability to move forward. But I also found it, though it was a way for me to get started, it eventually became very constrictive. And I think that was why that's not the path I'm on any longer. And it's just, you continually get skills. And for me, like I had decided after this this issue happened where my mom had a stroke in 2012 that come hell or high water, I was going to work for myself. I was going to figure out what that looked like. So I think if you don't have that decision happen, it's very difficult to keep going with it because I had a lot of struggles along the way. And I, I sold life insurance. I sold products on Amazon. I did all these different things until something finally worked. And what finally worked is the idea of just creating art, which is what the podcast was for me at first. I didn't want to make money with it. I was actually weird about the way I did it. And I almost felt like I couldn't make money with it. Like it was almost like this purposeful thing. And something kind of flipped in my head that I'm like, well, if you want to keep doing this, you have to figure out how it's going to make you money. And as the show grew, we got advertisers. I figured out how to build a business off of it. And that's really what it looked like. But I never set out for it to go that way. But if I had to look at everything, everything I've done since then, Greg, like I've learned a skill each place. Like I've learned how to cold call. I've learned how to build websites from scratch. Like I've learned how to do a lot of different things where I think I wasn't prepared out of the box. Like, I don't think you're, anybody's really ever prepared for that. Yeah. And I, I love that arc because, and, uh, people listening to the show know this about me. That's exactly uh, sort of how it went down for me. I mean, I, I think that I, I wanted the entrepreneur path since I was about 13. And, and prior to that, I was the kid selling pencils and then taking the profits from that and buying up all the ice cream to basically build a monopoly. <laughs> um, like I was that kid. But um, it, about a senior year of high school, when I got into digital marketing and sort of learning the online world, it was just trying a lot of different things. I, I did sell uh, stuff on Amazon. I did join multiple MLMs. I did uh, multi-level marketing companies. I did pretty much everything you can do in the marketing and make money online space and tried all of it. Uh, and, and those skills are ultimately what allowed tiny leaps and and everything that's going on now to, to be possible. Uh, so what I'm hearing from you, and, and it's definitely has held true for me as well, 
is that it's less about being prepared at the beginning to be an entrepreneur and more about being willing to sort of gain each individual skill that an entrepreneur requires. Would you say that's accurate? I say that's accurate, but I'd also say it's it's like way more accessible now as well. Like like the fact that it's it's always something that's available to us. Like social media influencers, like social media wasn't a thing. Like I graduated high school and most people didn't have cell phones. So I think right. there's that building of skills, wow, you're but there's old man. Yeah, I'm 31, man. I'm I'm older. I'm older than dirt. But like, um, I, I feel like there there's the skills that you gain in each individual task. But there's also now a higher ability to create a create a job for yourself, where that just wasn't the case when I got out of school. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's that's absolutely true. I mean, between uh, flipping products or uh, Amazon FBA, or I mean, even just the ability to create a, an ebook and and sell that to people that that might need that solution. It, it's all happening so quickly, and the ability to learn how to do all of those things is so available to us um, that I I couldn't agree more. So before we jump off of this sort of entry on, into entrepreneurship. Uh, space, would you have any specific requirements for someone who is maybe not trying to quit their job, but they do want to build up side income or they do want to uh, monetize a skill or a piece of knowledge that they have or experience or whatever it is? Do you have any advice for that person as to how they could start? Sure. Well, the, the advice I always give people is don't quit your day job. Like You need to have that because it's hard to build something when you're depending on it to make you money right now. You, you make very short-sighted decisions when you're doing that. The other thing I would say is, is read two books that I feel like prepare everyone a lot more for entrepreneurship because I think a lot of times we like we do one thing, it doesn't work, and we're like, oh my gosh, it's all over. So there's two books you should read, one being The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, and it'll help you realize like how much effort you actually have to make to have an effect. But the other book I want you to read, um, which actually fits in great with what you and I have been talking about, is called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. And he talks about the idea of following your passion being a really bad idea, like follow what you're good at and continue to get good at it. So I I think that those are two things that are going to really prepare you to, to really go do your own thing. Support for this episode comes from Shaper. Now, I firmly believe that meeting new people is the best way to find inspiration and new opportunities. Whether you are looking for a career change, to start a new business, or just to make new friends with similar interests, it all starts with meeting someone new and having a real conversation. With Shaper, that process has gotten easier than ever before. Shaper is a free mobile application that takes the complex process of business and professional networking and puts it in the palm of your hand with just a swipe. I use Shaper myself and have had the pleasure of making some incredible connections through it, so I cannot recommend it enough. To download the app for free, search Shaper, that's S-H-A-P-R, in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, or go to www.gregclunas.com slash connect. That's www.gregclunas.com slash connect. G-R-E-G-G-C-L-U-N-I-S dot com slash connect. Yeah, and for those of you who've been longtime listeners, uh, you know I'm a huge Cal Newport fan uh, and actually had the opportunity to interview him for this show and and for the book. Uh, but we did a uh, episode 
that ju- was just reviewing so good they can't ignore you and it is an absolute absolute gem of a book absolutely could not recommend it i haven't actually read 10x rule it's been on my to read list i so would recommend listening it? to it rather than than Listen. than than reading Got it because grant cardone like reads all his own audiobooks so he just like yells at you mm-hmm. for three hours it's great <laughs> that's, come on that's man you gotta got 10 times <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's really good um okay so uh, that uh, that's super practical that that i think is something that people can uh walk away with and start their thing maybe they don't succeed with it i mean it took you however many <laughs> a tries lot of things before something worked it took me uh however many tries before something worked but uh starting is ultimately what leads to to winning so that is Fantastic advice. Um, let's transition a little bit here. I you mentioned that uh, you recently had a, a kid. Yeah. Um, so for, I've said this to you in in private, but congratulations. Thanks, man. It's it's. I I don't even know how to describe it, and I feel like you only get it like if you have a child because I didn't even get it until she yeah. was born. You you know what I mean? But it's like it's incredible. Yeah, and I've definitely heard that. Um, what I would love to do so newborn how is it two months um she was born on the 16th so she's gonna be to be a month in the next two days yeah okay okay got it uh so what is that like both having a newborn and uh sort of having this this new person that is relying on you for everything uh as far as the the pressure for your own business or uh pressure just to, to pull away and, and not spend as much time in business because you are taking care of her. Um, what, what has that process been like? Well, I'll say, first of all, to the new parents out there listening, like if you hear this, please don't get angry at me that your experience may or may <laughs> not be like mine. Um, but first of all, like um, we had, we had the home birth too. So we had the, the baby right here at our home and um, you know, like that, that child is delivered and, like I just started crying, man, because it's like you you never in an instant loved one thing as much as you loved that child when you first see it, you first see the child. Like I was just like I was just over the moon. Like I just couldn't handle it. Um, mm. So I was I'm actually getting a little emotional here talking about it. Um, but it, like it was a, a really powerful experience. Um, and the thing I did find is it was a little bit difficult to go back to work after that because I wanted to just kind of hang out with her, even just like look at her. Like, um, you know, one of, one of the things I'm doing at night is, sorry about that. I dropped my microphone. Um, one of the things I end up doing at night is hanging out with her on the couch while we're just watching TV and she's kind of hanging out in my chest. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's been, it's been interesting. I've got to say. And then a lot of new parents talk about, Oh man, like, you know, you're going to wish you, you had all this sleep and stuff like that. And, and we've been super lucky, man. Like in, you know, she'll be almost a month, she'll be a month in, in the next two days. And I think we've had two nights where I didn't sleep. Other than that, she sleeps like a dream every single night. Um, you know, about five, six hours at a clip, which is great. So I'd have wow. to say the whole idea of not getting any sleep just hasn't been true for us. Um, one of the things I've noticed there is, we need to keep her up for the three or four hours before we go to sleep. So she needs to be awake, whether it's, a, you know, playing with us or whatever. And the other thing is feeding her right away before she goes to sleep because, you know, she eats and she tends to get pretty tired. Um, and 
other than that, it's, it's, it's been an experience, man. I, I, I think I've learned the, the rule of thumb about babies is if they're crying, it's, uh, you know, we usually one of a few things. Are they hungry? No. Okay. Did they poop their diaper? No. Okay. Do they need to be burped? Okay. No. Okay, good. Then we got it handled. So it, it's really, other than that, it, it hasn't been that, that crazy though. It has been a life changing experience at the same time. Yeah. And how has, um, if you're, you're willing to talk about it, uh, how has the relationship between, I mean, you got, you and Brielle had a strong relationship to begin Mm -hmm. with, but how has that relationship changed? I guess it hasn't really changed other than, you know, we're both obsessed with the baby, which I think is interesting. (laughs) I think for some people, maybe their relationship does change. Um, though I will say like, uh, well, you guys are in a unique uh, situation. I yeah, no, we work together too. Because, yeah, you're business partners, you're married, you have a child together. Like, not everyone can pull that off. No, well, but we, you know, a lot of people couldn't pull it off before the baby. You know what I mean? So it's just like we've sure. always been very, very good friends <laughs> sure. and we've had very open communication, which I feel like is very important. Um, if mm-hmm. you don't have open communication, like none of that stuff's going to work. Like, she has no problem saying to me exactly what she's thinking. And I have no problem saying to her exactly what I'm thinking. And because of that, we mm-hmm. handle a lot of things that people will probably sit on for a really, really long time. So that, first and foremost, has made sure that we have a very strong relationship. Um, and you know, it's just, I, I feel like for me, like I've almost felt like I've become dad in some ways, as weird as that sounds like, like I've, I've done a lot of like weird things. Like I went through, um, we, we live in a house that was built in the thirties. So all of our electrical outlets were like those old, like two prong ones where you have to put an adapter in it if you want a oh, third yeah. prong. So I'm like, Oh my God, the house is going to burn down. My child is going to be Injured. So I like went around the house and rewired all these electrical outlets. Um, it took me like a bunch of hours. Um, but it's been like all things like that where I'm just like, okay, well, you know, how can I, how can I create more of a family situation? How can I create more safety? Um, and I think it's weird. It's almost like an instinctual thing. That's really fascinating, man. That is, that is really, <laughs> really fascinating. And speaking as someone who uh, is, is, planning on putting off having children for probably another five or six years, um, which I guess would actually put me around where you're at. Um, it, it's just fascinating hearing sort of the other side of it, uh, having known you prior to, to her being born and, and now post. Um, what would you say, because one of the, the topics on this show that I don't get to discuss as much as I'd like to, but is such a major part of, of, improving the quality of her life is improving those relationships to people around you. Um, you, you started mentioning that having open communication with uh, your wife is one of the, the things that has allowed your relationship to work in the way that it does. Was there ever b- before maybe the wedding or before when you guys first met, was there ever any struggle with having open communication or is that just a personality trait that you each have? I think it's honestly like just a personality trait that we each have um, mm-hmm. that we've always been willing to say like just what's on our mind. But the thing, the thing you have to understand too, is if you're going to do that, you have to do it in a, in a way that it's also constructive for the relationship. Because I think there are people that will say what's on their mind, but they'll say it in a way to harm the other person. And that's the biggest thing is yes, say what's on your mind, but also understand that that person has feelings as well. So say it in such a way that, Hey, okay, this is what I'm thinking. How can we both handle this? And, and I think people don't always take that into account. So I think that's the biggest reason that we, we've been so good together is we take into account 
the other person's feelings when we're actually talking about what's going on. You know what I mean? I think a lot of other people are just kind of like, well, you know what? You're a jerk and this is why. Well, that doesn't, it's sure it's open communication, but it doesn't really, it's not constructive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, and for the, uh, for the rest of your business, just sort of in, I'm assuming short term, but, but how have uh, roles changed? since since your daughter was born if if they have yeah i don't think they've really changed um it's just been a matter of now she's taking calls with the baby on her lap and stuff like that like we haven't really like changed it that much though we have tried to look at you know what in our business can we outsource because we can't work the hours like we used to work it's just not going to be possible Mm -hmm. to do that and have a family so right it has helped me to outsource a couple processes in our business, which has actually really helped us to grow more. So, so that's, I guess, the thing I would highlight, but it hasn't really changed overall, like what we're doing and how we're operating. Got it. And it's Got also it. only been like a month, man. So I've, there's a lot more life experience to come at this point. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it, it's always, uh, I think someone said to me once that uh, when you when you start a new job, for example, um, the especially when it's a, a new position, so entry level, for example, uh, most of the growth happens within the first year. After that, uh, you like you are still growing as a professional. You're still gaining skills, but the speed of growth slows. And and I think that holds true with every area of life. When you take on a, a new skill, most of the growth going from zero to one is much faster than one to ten. And, and there's diminishing returns after that. So whenever such a big life change like this happens, uh, I always find it fascinating to sort of pick the person's brain in the first month or two to see like what are those big shifts that have needed to happen that maybe you never even knew would have would have existed prior. So it's definitely still valuable, I think, to uh, learn from from your experience one month in and maybe one year in we'll bring you back on to to talk about sort of what's changed since then. Um, <laughs> like a mini episode of series, Jeremy's life baby on tiny leaps. <laughs> <laughs> how to uh, how to parent with Jeremy, um, but okay. So I, I do want to uh, jump back to well, just sort of about you. Uh, so you are you're the host of a, a podcast that is bringing on some phenomenal guests. Um, you've been featured in more publications than I honestly could ever possibly remember. Um, you you just have this weird talent of getting yourself talked about, which is fantastic. Um, you you uh, have a child, you have a family. Your your family works together in your business. You run this business, helping experts get their their message out into the world. What is your big thing? Like, what are you trying to do? Woo! Nothing like a loaded question, man. Um. <laughs> What am I trying to do? I, I'm just really trying to help other people live a better life. That's that's really the biggest thing, man. And and I, I think by helping others do that, I can I can live a better life myself at the same time. I'm also just interested in how people are that are the best of the best, like think and and what's going to their mind and how do they train and, and how do they get better and what's their mindset. Like I'm always just interested in those things. And I feel like I, I'm really interested in sharing that with others. Um, but I honestly, if I had to take a look at it, I feel like that's, um, one of the, one of the previous episodes that you and I did was called the importance of being valuable. And 
that's the thing I've always just tried to do is just make myself valuable to other people. And that's why it's been easier for me to get press. It's been easier for me to get great guests. It's been easier for me to, to build my business because that's just one of the core tenets of what I'm doing is, is putting the value of others first. And it's just been really, really big for, for what I've been able to do. Yeah. And we can see that if we look at any area of your life, really, we can see how, how that, uh, point of view comes through. Where do you think, is that something you've always tried to do or is, is it a, a learned behavior or, or something that you uh, identified later on in life? You know, I really need to do this. Like where, where does that come from? I'll be a hundred percent honest with you, man. Um, like I was never the best at anything. Like I was a good baseball player. I was never great. I was, you know, I was an okay wrestler. I was, I was never the best at anything. So I kind of realized early on in life that one of the big ways that I was going to see success was by elevating other people. So I've always, my whole life helped to elevate others because I just had kind of realized the extent of my ability and extent of my talent. Um, and honestly, I think it's given me more opportunity than I could ever have because I've realized, you know, I can help elevate others. Got it. That, that makes a ton of sense. Um, and it's so interesting. I feel like it's the most that. honest answer that I've ever given, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, hearing that thought process, right? I mean, as a marketer, I logically know that in order to improve your chances of getting what you want, you you provide value to others. Like that is a that's like marketing one hundred and one, right? Um, but it's interesting hearing sort of how you came to that same. Um, outcome that same conclusion by just understanding who you are it's it's almost like this this question of self-awareness well and i think a lot of people lie to themselves about that like you know what i mean you just got to understand what you're good at and what you're not and i'm really good at helping other people get what they want i'm just i I don't know why i've just always been really really good at that so i've always Mm -hmm. just relied on that strength like like i i you know, I played baseball because it was fun, but you know, I wasn't going to go pro like my dad. So it's like, how can I help other people in that way? So I've always, I've always looked at it that way. And it's always just kind of been my viewpoint on the world. And I honestly don't know when that, that thought process happened. Um, but for me, it's just always kind of been there. So I, I, to that point, I, I feel like the reason people lie to themselves about it is because, um, they don't want to they don't want the thing that they got right so they want to be great in your case they want to be great at baseball but they're maybe not as good and and so they could be great at uh, maybe being a manager or an agent or something like that but they don't want Mm -hmm. that so how what advice would you give for the person who is avoiding getting to know themselves simply because they don't want the thing that they are actually good at. They want the thing that they're maybe not as good. That's at. a really tough thing, man, because it kind of just comes down to just understanding where you are, but also not putting yourself down at the same time. Because I think a lot of people, when they aren't that, they feel this reason to put themselves down. And it's also, it's not cool to make fun of yourself and joke about yourself and things like that. Like you need to respect yourself, but you also need to understand, like, you know, take a look at the trajectory of it. Like how far are you going to go, you know, working at, whatever this is you're doing. And you just need to be able to recognize that. I love sports. I am the least coordinated person in the entire world. That's why I'm really good at weightlifting because they don't move unless I move them. Mm -hmm. So it's about understanding like (laughs) what those, 
things you're good at and concentrating on those things. And I think just for some people, there's like this mental block there that they, they just can't do it because they feel like they're going to like lose the dream or whatever it may be. And it's like, it's like, you're not really going to do that. You just need to understand like, Hey, maybe there's this different lens. You need to look at the, look at the dream through like, like Joe Torrey was a horrible baseball player, but he won. Um, I can't tell you how many off the top of my head, but he won a bunch of world series championships with the Yankees. He's a great manager. And a lot of catchers are that way, by the way. A lot of catchers go on and manage baseball teams incredibly. Um, but you just need to understand what you're good at and that you can still be amazingly great at that. You know, maybe you're not ever going to be president, but you could be the best secretary of state we've ever had. Like, figure out what that is, and you're still going to be at a high level. I think for some people, it's almost like they don't want to share the glory almost like they want to be the one that like mm -hmm. they want to be the MVP or they want to be the, the most valuable player and have other people look at them. And it's kind of selfish in a way, but you're also stealing from yourself. You're stealing from yourself what you could have. That's that last point <laughs> is so incredibly. Wow. It's um, true, right? Because it's like, it's like, there's this thing that like people want to say, yeah, we, we won the game because I hit that last minute shot. Well, if you suck and you can't make a shot, then you shouldn't be the one taking the last minute shot Pass the ball to the guy that um, can make it. Like John Stockton made an entire career off that in the NBA. Like, like how can you elevate others? How can you elevate others? That is the question of the day. I never do a question of the day, but th this is just too good not to. Um, how can you elevate others? That that's something to to put some thought into. Uh, Jeremy, you have you've been someone that I've been more and more uh, excited to have in my circle and to call a friend in the the last. I don't even know how long we've known each other, um, and you just keep growing you just keep improving and progressing and becoming better and uh quite honestly blowing me away <laughs> every time we have a conversation i feel like i walk away wiser as a result of it uh for those people listening who want to connect with you who want to uh get more of that wisdom from you what what can they do? Well, the home base for everything is over at jeremyryanslate.com. Um, and there's also a uh, ability for them to opt in over there if they want to kind of figure out how they can build their celebrity around what they're doing. So they can just head over to jeremyryanslate.com and check that out. Beautiful. And the podcast is Create Your Own Life. Highly, highly recommended. Uh, they're, they're, you have some great guests coming up too, right? Dude, I'm like... I, I don't know how to like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm like very excited about this at the same time. Like I have um, December of this year, I have Danica Patrick, Dave Asprey, um, former national championship coach with Ohio State, Jim Tressel. Um, we have three-time Indy 500 champion Elio Castroneves coming on. Um, next year, we have uh, Stephen Emile that you may know as the character of uh, Oliver Queen from the show Arrow. So a lot of really, really cool stuff going on. And it's just, to me, it's humbling at the same time that I get to do this every day. Yeah. And I mean, in the past, you've had Seth Godin, you've had uh, Jordan Harbinger, you've had uh, me, you've had so many great people that are all at the same level, clearly. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I highly recommend 
taking a listen to the show. You're already in a podcast app. Just do a quick search for Create Your Own Life. Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Thank you for having this conversation and for being willing to share uh, everything that, that you have, both about your life and your business. Thank you so much, man. This is a lot of fun. And to those of you listening, thank you for your time. If you haven't already, be sure to click the subscribe button. That's the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. Also, if you want to have a conversation, if you want to chat, find me on Instagram at Greg Clunas. Send me a DM. I typically reply to everyone. It might take me a little while if I'm getting a lot, but I will always reply. I'd love to have a chat with you about this episode, about any episode, whatever it is that is on your mind. Reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.